Welcome, baseball fans, to the Bourbon and Baseball Podcast. I'm Shelby. I'm Susie. Let's play some ball. All right, let's kick off this week with, um, well, first of all, let's go ahead and let's explain what we have going on. We're doing a little Sunday fun day. Um, What's a bourbon podcast without a little tequila on the rocks? And a little Cayman Jack margarita. I I feel like that is an aptly appropriate drink for our podcast named Bourbon and Baseball, but that's okay. I mean, we're going into October. (laughs) <laughs> we're going into October, so we're uh, we're getting closer and closer. So we, we're kind of t- trying to take a little bit off. But uh, um, first, let's talk about our last week episode issues. Um, we we're still trying to figure this out. And uh, Susie, and by is the- we, Shelby means me because I do. She's very, she's very, very kind in in not mentioning my technical difficulty woes because apparently all of the technical things are way smarter than Susie is and so therefore the second episode did not get recorded like it needed to so it was a very beautiful one-sided conversation that Shelby had with herself because you could not hear you could not hear me it was delightful it was delightful but uh you know I'm very thankful that I have a phenomenal partner that takes the time out of her professional work week to attempt to um, edit. So we're giving this another shot. Today's episode is going to be a little bit of uh, last week's episode and then a lot of bit of this week's episode. So um, let's go ahead and get started with Fernando Tatis. Oh, for Fernando, look, sir, ringworm, really, could you not come up with anything besides ringworm? I mean, really. Like, at this point, I really wish you would have just come out and said, look, I'm 23, I'm young, I'm dumb, I made a stupid decision. The pressure to perform and the pressure to heal, just, it, it got to me. And I, I was just, I was trying to get back, play, I miss playing, I miss being on the team, I miss being on the field. I would have way more respect if he, for him if he just came out and said that, rather than insult our intelligence by saying he had ringworm. I mean, I'm I'm honestly not like super super surprised with the ringworm excuse just because of his um you know, he he was he was working his way back up. He was about to come back to the bigs and um, you know, from his motorcycle accident in December, you know, it's motorcycle just, accidents plural. Yes. And so I I'm not really su- surprised, but I mean, even though he's 23 years old, he signed a mega contract with the Padres. Um, I really hope he figures it out. I mean, he is, you know, a generational talent. Um, but I guess, I guess we'll see if how his career turns out. Is he going to be a, a must or a bust? Let's, let's see. Hopefully. I, I don't know. I told Mike when that trade happened that either the Padres were going to be the most amazing lineup ever or there was going to be way too many big egos that could not handle other big egos. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, we've seen the Dodgers basically build a super team. And then, you know, with the Soto trade, we're expecting the same things from the Padres. And, we, you know, everybody's getting excited. They make the Soto trade. You know, they're the head of, you know, the news headlines. And then then they get put in the news headlines again for not so good reasons. But, yeah, you know, you're talking about egos, one of my favorite players in baseball is Manny Machado and he does not put up with the bullshit. That's just the nicest way to say it. Uh, I'm interested to see what has been text, sending texts to Tatis or on the phone. Cause I know that Manny Machado is not happy. Right. Well, and I feel like it's, it, it has Manny Machado has become that, that veteran leadership presence. Oh, absolutely. Which, you know, and I, I just, I really hope that they, that they figure it out, but you know, they make that big blockbuster trade and then the, Tatis news comes out and then Hater comes over oh. and then Hater gets benched. Josh Hater. Like what I want to really know what what did the Brewers know? What did the Brewers know? Because obviously they saw the writing on the wall or something because there's no way that they would have handed their what you know what everybody considered to be the best closer in baseball just over to the Padres. Sure. You want him? Cool. Have him. You know, and I'm I'm sure there was more than more than that to it, but the fact that it was so out of the blue, basically, and then for him to come over to the Padres and basically just implode. I mean, oh, poor like Josh he's, he's been what 
relieved of his closer duties for relieved you know, been taken out of the, the closing rotation or however they put it and just I, well, I feel I, feel I mean he hasn't been performing obviously to up to his expectations you know quite recently and then uh I kind of knew it was coming the air the other night in the ninth inning like that had to be just like absolutely – that was the nail in the coffin. I mean, little swinging bunt, dinky little hit. Josh Hader grabs it and launches it over first, and the, the Padres lose. And it's – you know, I like Josh Hader, but I like Josh Hader more because he's come through the Astros pipeline. And, uh, you know, part of me <laughs> cheers for him, but I feel so bad for the dude. I I I don't know. And I think – do you think maybe he's gotten into his head a little bit? Oh, yeah. Like I'm pressing sure. a little too much. Yeah, and I'm sure he's pressing. And then obviously, like, there's a lot more expectations put on the Padres. I mean, they were obviously going to make a playoff run this year. We all expected that. But we didn't expect them to, I mean, like 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 we said earlier, build a super team. And so, you know, expectations grew higher. And I don't know, you know, lots of thoughts going out to Josh Hader. You know, hopefully he gets with the sports psych and he starts to kind of figure it out. Let's hope, man, because I I don't think San Diego fan base is as is as harsh as New York. But I think oh. maybe if they um, if he keeps performing the way he does, maybe maybe they'll get there because you know, like New York ran Joey Gallo out of out of New York, and you know, <laughs> and now he's just raking in in LA and just loving life and his facial hair again oh and my I gosh. you know do we do we think that he's like Samson and that his power lies in his facial hair because it's got to be I'm, okay I'm, so i mean i mean like, let's talk about like men right you know men sometimes when they're baby faced they're like really insecure maybe it was like insecurity <laughs> issue you know, I, I, I mean, Joey Gallo definitely looks better with facial hair, but 1000%. Poor, poor guy. I mean, he comes out and he does his interview, you know, with the Dodgers and he talks about just how ruthless the Yankees fan base is. Um, and I just it, it boggles my mind that the Yankees fan base does this. Like, why are you going to boo your own players, guys? I understand you, you booing everybody else. I get it. Okay. But the fact that you boo your own players, like, how would you like it if I went to your job and you made a mistake and I just sat there viciously booing you? That <laughs> I, that will affect your performance. I don't care what you say. I don't care that you, that you say that, oh, well, they signed up for it because it's New York and they're getting paid a lot of... I don't care. If you boo someone mercilessly, that's going to get in their head. Oh, the absolutely. They're doing it to IKF now and they're, they did, they're doing it to Glaber. And the, just the fact that the Yankees are sucking it up now and ju- the Yankee fans are just rabid on each other just blows my mind. I'm like, I I, mean, I can't even. You know what? IKF's dad just goes ballistic on Twitter. Aaron, Aaron Judge blocks anybody associ- associated to John Boy Media. Um, I, you know, and I think that's very reflective of their second half uh, record. Uh, they are now nine and twenty in the yeah. second half. Um, we love it. We love to see it as Astros fans. We love to see it. One one thousand one thousand percent. We love to see it. I saw some some report now saying that um, they have the they've lost six series in a row, and that is the worst since like 19 something like 19 very far along away i would i wouldn't be surprised if we you know started seeing highlights or low lights i don't know what you would call it in a yankees game right now with people with you know our dramatic yankees fans friends with bags over their heads (laughs) it's not even and they're still in first place in the al east Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but but the uh, fact that they that i mean the blue jays are coming for them as the blue jays are coming for them hard and the fact that they that they lost this series, I mean, they thankfully pulled out. I, I say thankfully, they pulled out a win today, you know. But Manoa apparently drilled Judge, and nobody was happy about that. And 
Derek especially, Cole comes out. And, yes, oh especially our, our friendly neighborhood friend, Derek Cole. Derek Cole, what are you going to do, sir? There's Get back in the dugout. We, we Everybody, everybody knows. <laughs> Gee whiz, we all know you're not going to do nothing, okay? Yeah. And I, do you think, do you think, do you think Derek Cole misses Mrs. Astros? Do you think he misses Astros just a little bit? Yeah, I think so. I don't. I don't think he understood necessarily what he was getting into with the Yankees. But I don't know. I don't know if I miss Garrett Cole. And I, I didn't I don't miss, miss Garrett Cole. I didn't miss Garrett Cole. When I knew that I wasn't going to miss him when he came out in the press conference wearing like in a Scott Morris hat. Everything. Gosh, and so. I don't know. Oh, Maybe yeah. it's karma, but uh, Garrett Cole is—he's not been Astros Garrett Cole for sure. I I giggle, and I do a little evil <laughs> every time Garrett Cole gets shelled. Every single time Garrett Garrett Cole gets shelled, I I giggle inside. You can't help but do it, and just and it makes me so happy. It makes me so happy that see, this is what happens. This is what happens. But also, maybe he loved his spider tack. Just gonna. Oh, yeah. We gotta throw in the spider tack. Garrett Cole's not Garrett Cole without spider tack, so. He's not. He's not. And so, I don't know. I don't know. I really thought that that once he got over there that he would give some some sort of consideration for the Cy Young, but he's not. Oh, Cy Young race this year. Michelle great, Lewis, though? Yeah, great let's, let's talk transition about it. there. I know, right? <laughs> oh my gosh. Justin Verlander. Gosh, we love you so much. We love you as a we part of We literally love you, Justin Verlander. The, yes. I, I I I used to have that shirt, but I don't have it anymore. I literally Where love did it. Go? I don't Shall know. Sad. Leads majors and wins. Um I mean, he, he's got to have something. Like, Cy win and probably come back later in the year. I mean, comes back from Tommy John and is just absolutely shoving. He is one of my favorite pitchers to watch. Oh, yeah. Just the fact that he – and I and I ask this of Mike every, every single time he pitches. I don't understand. I don't understand how you go from throwing an 86-mile-an-hour whatever – um sinker is that i don't know and but then he like next pitch is like a 99 mile an hour fastball how 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 does that happen i don't understand how you do that but i mean he's he's been absolutely phenomenal this year but um you know i had to share this with you because i knew you would appreciate it so you know i look up espn's predictor for the cy young race and justin verlander is number one um, I think Shane McClanahan was number two for the race. I think, or Dylan Cease. It's either Dylan Cease or Shane McClanahan. I think now it's Dylan Cease. I think Probably Shane Dylan McClanahan Cease. has fallen off a little bit, I think. Yeah, and then, uh, but number three in the Cy Young predictor, the one, the only, Framber Valdez. You sneaky man. I love sneaky it. Sneaky man. I... 20 quality starts. I, I freaking love Framber Valdez. I I love it. And I don't that that blows my mind. And if you would have told me at the beginning of the Never. season that someone on this team would have 20 20 quality starts, I guarantee you I wouldn't have named Framber Valdez. No, not at all. I mean, oh, I mean the, the rotation is phenomenal. Arkiti 12 and 4 on the year. 12 and 4. Luis Garcia hasn't been pitching as, as well as I think that we expected. But, I mean, he, he, he does his thing. You know, we know what to expect two, two times through the lineup. He's going to be, you know, pretty consistent. Verlander. McCullers. McCullers is back. This is a cutthroat cut rotation. I'm telling you. So, I – when I was going through the rotation, I was I was looking at Mike and I was when we were when we were discussing Garrett Cole, like if Garrett Cole came back, Mike, he wouldn't even be in the top three of the rotation. He would be he, Garrett Cole would be the number four in, four five. in our rotation. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, and I'm all there's no way. I mean, there's no way that you would unseat Verlander, Fromber, Lance, and then meh. I was like meh. and and it, by all by all accounts, Ar- I may want Urquidy over 
over Garrett Cole at this point, you know? No kidding. But, but what, I man, that's... What do you think, what do you, where do you think the, uh, who do you think is going to move to the bullpen? Come, come <sighs> I don't know. It's tough. I mean, it, it's a good problem to have. Uh, it's a really good problem to have. I don't know. It, I mean, I think it, I wouldn't be surprised, honestly, if it's McCullers. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, really? I think I think that's like a very unpopular opinion. Um, it but makes we, sense, though. But we I mean, really have about it. Yeah, I mean, we really haven't seen a whole lot of him this year. I mean, obviously, he comes out his first start and is absolutely lights out. But how healthy is he going to be in October? I mean, like he hasn't thrown a ton of innings, um, but I think to keep him ready, and you, you know, you never know what's going to happen in the World Series. He may have to come out of the pen and throw five, six innings or something like right. that. Come and go back to back, you know, I don't know. It's. I'm thinking maybe they'll, they'll piggyback maybe him and either Christian or him and Luis, because yeah, I really don't something like that. I don't, I don't, I think maybe Lance will start and then one of them will, will piggyback on. I don't know. But I think there's so many, I don't, there's so many possibilities and I don't think any of them are necessarily like, I don't know, negative possibilities. I mean, there's right there. They all could be good, good moves. So, I mean, that's a good problem to have, um, you know, talking about Astros pitchers. Let's, let's talk about one more thing before we start talking, you know, Astros baseballs for the, the rest of the episode. Um, the killer of Astros pitchers, Albert Pujols. Oh, we my gotta God. Pay homage to the God. Five homers in the last five games. Um, he needs eight more for 700. Still insists on retiring. Um, so on Saturday against the Diamondbacks, he's the first player, 42 and older, to record four hits, two home runs. Um, I'm so this is just me, and I mean I understand that like pitchers, it totally affects like your entire career uh, when you give up runs. But holy shit, throw the man meatballs for the rest. <laughs> Of the season, because you cannot let this man retire without 700. I would be up there throwing, I would be Bryce Harper's dad <laughs> from the Home Run Derby up there. I mean, you know, he's great for our game, and you can't ask for anything better for Albert Pujols right now. So um, it's going to be fun to see Cardinals games for the rest of the year, see what the stands look like, because everybody's going to be piling in to see history. I was I clicked over to watch one of those clips on on one of his home runs to see if if maybe that's maybe that's what was happening right and one of I think both of the the home runs came off of Madison Bumgarner mm-hmm. and but that second home run it was not a meatball pitch it was you know up and uh, up and out basically and it was it was a pitch that I was really surprised that Albert got I mean I shouldn't be surprised that Albert got to it because he's out well no of course you're gonna be surprised like he's not he's not in by any means like great shape I'm sorry Albert Pujols but he's not in the best shape of his career he's obviously on the downhill side of his career comes out and gets freaking hot like you cannot ask for anything better for this guy right now Uh, yeah uh I really hope that you get to 700 because that would be an amazing amazing feat <sighs> and I, I do you think he'll do it do you think I think he'll... he'll do it I think he'll do it I really 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 do I I think he'll do it um the Cardinals are playing good baseball I mean Knowing that you're going to retire, you know, it's, it's got to affect your – we talk about, like, you know, mentality quite a bit. It's got to affect your mentality. And to be performing like this on the last couple months of your entire phenomenal career, absolutely. I think you can do it. If he doesn't get to 700, fingers crossed he does. I just want him to beat A-Rod. Holy shit, yes, gosh, please. Please. I think – I mean, I, I definitely think he'll beat A-Rod. I definitely think he'll beat A-Rod, but I really want him to get to 700. Uh, I don't I, I, I don't know if he doesn't – I don't know how he's still going to retire and not get to be one or two short because, you know, worst-case scenario, that's what it's going to be, one or two short. That would be tough pill to swallow. But Oh, yeah. 
He's got to do it. He's got to do it. I believe he can do it. Um, we're speaking into existence. I'm definitely That's speaking into existence. I love Albert Pujols. I love Albert Pujols. All right, let's get into some Astros baseball. Well, let's let let us do that. Let's talk about uh, the last two series. We'll start with that White Sox series uh, with their Southside uniforms. And oh, okay, the sickest City Connect. I love I, I loved them when they I, came out there. I they're love sick. their City Connect uniforms. They're sick. I think that they are very clean. And one Tim, of my... and, Tim Anderson in the City Connect is one of the like best baseball swags in. And all one baseball. of my best friends goes. No, they look like pajamas, Susie. No. Mom, <laughs> why do you think they look like pajamas? No, they don't. And and I see kind of her point. Like the the ones with like the looser pants, they they kind they kind they of kind of, okay. I can kind of see it. Okay, but you know, if the pants are tight, like band, baseball pants are supposed to be, they are very clean and we we enjoy <laughs> we enjoy the City Connect uniforms. But the fact that on the first night, they wore the City Connect uniforms. Okay, got it. Yes, check. You win. The second night, they come back with the South Side jerseys. I'm like, I'm, wait, didn't you just wear those last night? Are you? Why are you wearing them again? Is it because you won? Surely it's not. No. It definitely right? was. But they win again. <laughs> and I joked around on my Twitter and said, hey, uh, do we think that White Sox are going to wear the jerseys and the and the city connect jerseys for a third time they sure did <laughs> they sure did i love it. baseball out. look softball baseball players are weird like the superstitions weird like eat drink the same thing if you win I'm just surprised because I thought that they were on like a schedule with City Connect uniforms. That's that's what I thought as well. And you know what? Do what second, you got to do at this point. The second night that they wore the City Connect uniforms, the um, TK and Blum had said something about the owner being really strict on like when when they wear them and when they don't wear them and things like that. And I and they said, well, like I, I guess he loosened the reins on it, you know. But if you're winning in the uniforms, I guess you can do whatever you want. Yeah, and and the White Sox really are the White Sox are doing really whatever they want. I don't know what Tony Larusa's got going on. They're intentionally walking people on one and two counts with two out. They're doing some weird stuff, like weird stuff. I was so confused, so confused by that. And I, I'm like, wait, is that a is that a baseball thing that I don't that I'm not aware of? Is that is that one of those weird things? No, what are I don't know what's going on. Intentional walks. All right, well intentional box let's talk about the intentional box let's let's talk about the intentional box because i don't know what sort of um crazy voodoo thing that that we apparently possess now but apparently alex bregman can hack into i don't know pitchcom and figure out the call now i don't understand i really i'm i'm very confused on what they think the, what the league thinks that Alex Bregman is doing. Are they now, so let me, is he now so, trying so, to like... So let me tell you about my experience like with this situation, right? So um, I'm, I'm watching GameCast on my phone and, um, and it says Alex Bregman steals third. And I'm like, the dad steals third? I'm like, what? So then obviously I have to do some investigating to figure out what happened. And I'm like, White Sox doing White Sox things over here. White Sox doing White Sox things. Oh, Lucas Giolito was pissed. I mean, you can tell that he was standing in the windup long enough to see that Alex Bregman basically just walked to third. I mean, instead of in the instead of the intentional balk like uh, the Rangers did, they just they Lucas Giolito just stood in the windup long enough for Alex Bregman to walk to third. And even on the broadcast, Blum was Blum was saying, uh, he's in the windup for a really long time. If I'm Bregman, I'm stealing. I'm going. And sure enough, Bregman just basically walks it's to third. Giving, it's giving away it's giving away runs and opportunities. It's so interesting. And it's not it's not like we're even in, you know, the World Series. Like when things like that are happening and something like that's on the line, obviously you're gonna do some weird things. You gotta do what you gotta do. It's August. It's I, August. But I still don't understand what what apparently Bregman is supposedly giving Kyle Tucker. 
is it it the pitch is it the pitch grip is it the location what are what is he supposedly stealing and then relaying to the batter is is my question if anybody can answer that for me i would really appreciate it because i i legitimately don't know like that's what pitchcom was was implemented for people this is why right no just i don't i'm like okay alex bregman has now has now uh hacked into pitchcom that's that's apparently what what the league thinks. I don't even know at this point. He, you know what? He's got dad power. Reggie has been freaking hot. Reggie's been hot. I mean, you know. Okay, so let's finish up the White Sox series, and we'll we can totally let's get into up that. The White Sox series. They so, split on the road. Uh, Not a bad deal. They split on the road. The third game, we obviously win, and the City Connect uniforms are no longer. So the fourth, <laughs> the fourth and final football game, um, that that was. <laughs> was played in uh in chicago was 21 to 5 and i'm pretty sure that score could have been run up just a little bit more oh because... yeah what are they what, 25 hits by the astros like that uh-huh how fun for uh, us we had we had three players that that had four hits Reggie, tucker and christian vasquez christian vasquez and thank you shout thank out christian vasquez God. happy birthday because you know it is your birthday today but that game, um, where's my notes? So Bregman went four for six. He just had he just had the that big dad energy. That BDE is uh, is what we're gonna call it. BDE, but, <laughs> but not but not six. the bad one. <laughs> I mean, either one, I guess. But, uh, four runs, six RBIs, which is a career high. Two home runs, two doubles, and that that quote unquote stolen base. I mean. Breckman was just on fire and the the game was just out of hand and the entire starting lineup everybody got a hit everybody scored a run um Myers came in and struck out swinging at a quote-unquote 56 mile an hour fastball bless you Jake Myers uh and then and then it just got out of hand, and I just really feel like they put in, they pinch hit uh, Dubon, and they just told Dubon, go out there and end this. I don't care what it is, just hit it, do something, end this. And then, you know, he ground out, and the inning was over, and and then we put up a football score. Oh. But if, if you had just seen the box score, you would think, oh my gosh, the Astros ran away with this, right? Which, that, which that's what I saw, and I saw the box. Yeah. It was not as easy breezy as one would think it was. It was not. Uh, the White Sox came back. They loaded the bases three different times, three different innings. It was it was a little bit nerve wracking. I'm not not gonna lie. It was a little bit nerve wracking, and the fact that we pulled it out finally. But it was. I I really I really assumed that we were going to lose. Maybe not lose, but we were not going to win by this this high of a margin. Because that was just absolutely ridiculous. I absolutely it's ridiculous. it's gonna be interesting, and I don't know what the deal is with the Astros playing. Like, you know, we're we're all getting a little nervous with some of the the situations the Astros are putting themselves into. Like, for example, the Brave series is okay. The Brave series. Um, well, so I'm gonna start off. I worked this weekend, so uh, I'm I'm totally gonna let you talk about the Brave series. But let me talk about how hot the Braves are. Okay, you know, of course it is a little, you know, you you see the record on the road and you're like, oh, the Astros are one and three against, you know, the Braves. But the Braves are hot and they're hard to beat at home. I mean, they're six or 13 and six in the month of August. They're 42 and 23 at home. Truist Park is a hard park to win at. Um, And then, uh, you know, I've been I've been watching this guy all season. He's great to watch, has phenomenal mustache. Spencer Strider is really good. He is really, really good. I love Spencer Strider. Uh, he's he's leading the the NL Rookie of the Year. But uh, so uh, I, I was happy to see them pull today's game out. But I'm totally gonna let you talk about the Braves series a little bit, and I'll chime in when uh, uh, when I have the my knowledge, some stuff I know for sure about. Well, so. Yeah, the the Brave series was oh, was bless it because 
just it was it was heart-wrenching is what we're gonna say that that brave series was so you know we start off mccullers mccullers dealt until until he didn't until he gives gives up the three-run home run and then um then what happened then tucker came back Hit a single home run in the fifth. Then it was three to one. And then we got three singles and then it was three to two. And then it just all kind of fell apart and we lose that game. Okay, fine. Tough one. Whatever. We'll get him. We'll get him the next game, right? Oh, bless. I saw the box score the next and game then, and I was like, oh my gosh, 11 innings? Then the next game with Javi and Spencer Strider, and they both dealt. It was a pitcher's duel. And I told Mike before we started, it was either going to be a pitcher's duel or we were going to get shelled. Uh-huh. And Christian Javier dealt. Six innings, two hits, uh, one run, one earned run, uh, one walk, struck out eight, gave up a home run. Solo home run. Stri- Spencer Strider, six innings, three hits, one run, one earned run. Two walks, nine strikeouts, and one solo home run. So you see that line, and you're like, wow, yeah, it was a pitcher's duel. And then they, oh, of course, we go into extra innings. We've got the, it's not called the ghost runner anymore. What is it called? The extra runner? The, Ooh, the extra runner. Uh... I thought it was still Ghost Runner. I don't know. Maybe I don't not. think it's the Ghost Runner. Anyways, I could be wrong. But runner the, the extra runner, the extra innings runner, um, obviously for both sides, come it comes in to score. We lose it in the eleventh with a little squib shot, and Ryan Stanick is very upset. And his <laughs> if any if any of you uh, see the the lip reading of. Brian Stanek, it, it's hysterical. So, um, but they walk it off five to four. Travis Darno with a little squib hit, and then game three. Obviously, we cannot get swept, right? We're not going to get swept. We cannot Can't lose another series. Can't get um, swept. Excuse me. We're we are going to lose another series, obviously, because they've already won two. But we're not going to get swept, thankfully. So, this game, Urquidy just positively shoved. Uh, you know, he gave man. up that two run homer. Uh, in the beginning um, innings and then just locked it down and was phenomenal. Um, pitched eight. I mean, he knew that the bullpen was going to be taxed and just went the distance. And I don't I don't think he broke 100 pitches, did he? I don't think so. Uh, I, did, I didn't see the pitch count today. I got to see a little bit of it. Like, I got to see, uh, you know, you talked about him throwing eight. I got to see the ninth inning. <laughs> let, me, let me double check on that. Because I want to say that I don't even think that he – I don't. Think I wouldn't be surprised. Like his command is so good, and he's like he's so efficient with his pitches. It wouldn't surprise me one bit if he didn't break a hundred. Probably maybe low nineties. Uh, pitches ninety eight. Didn't break a hundred. Ninety eight. Did. It not surprise me. Did not break a hundred. And that and that is that is amazing. So I mean. Um, oh, excuse me. No, he pitched seven. Sorry. He pitched seven innings. Uh, Rafael Montero came in for the eighth, and then Presley came in for the ninth. And, Which, and really quick about Rafael Montero, while you, you know, get what you need, I was watching your Twitter. I was watching our wonderful bourbon and baseball Twitter, and you basically had a freakout moment. You were like, oh, God, Montero. And it said, like, 15 minutes ago, or 20 minutes ago, oh, God, Montero. And then 15 minutes ago, yay, Montero. <laughs> You're back. Well, it. so my it it was a little bit of a freak out on why Montero, but secondly, I mean he pitched he he pitched twenty four uh, pitches the day prior. He'd been used all of the days. Will Smith still hasn't been used. I so for a bullpen that was quote-unquote, saving arms or trying to, you know, like, regulate usage, I didn't understand why we were bringing Montero back out. It definitely, it was... I did not look at the... I didn't look at the, like, the pitch count, like, when they when they put on the screen right. all of the, the bullpen pitchers, and, and I didn't see that. But I was just, I was really confused on why we were bringing Montero 
back out again. It was, it, it was just Smith pretty funny. My Twitter feed was funny right then. I was like, Susie fired up. It was hilarious. I was I so confused. It. I was so confused. And Our Twitter is like, great. Really? Really? But I, I don't know. I just, I feel like maybe Montero was nibbling a little bit too much and trying to be a little bit too precise and maybe not trusting his stuff as much as one would hope. But yeah. he pulled it out today, you know, and and he got he got out of the he got out of the inning. Thank sweet baby Jesus. Thanks, sweet. And then Jesus. and then uh then the ninth comes. Oh, the ninth. I'm watching GameCast. I'm watching GameCast. We're in the ninth. What is it? Five, five to two, five to three. What? Five to two. Yeah. And I see Ryan so, Presley comes in, and I, I'm like, Ryan Presley, our Lord and Savior, we got this. And I walk away from my Ryan phone. Presley, Ryan Presley, on days when he has to pitch back to back, is not effective. Interesting. I haven't even seen that. He's not effective. And there's some Reddit thread somewhere. I've got to find it. But there's some Reddit. There's some dude on Reddit that has basically made a list of all of the the closers. Mm-hmm. And um, their stats on how well they do on no days rest, one day rest, all that stuff. And do you want to know who the best closer is on no days rest? Ryan Presley. No. What? Emmanuel Classe. Oh, yeah. I'm not surprised. Gosh, he Emmanuel throws Classe. He has... I want to... I, I don't quote me on this. Don't quote me on this. I'm going to uh, find this thread. I'm going to have to find the Reddit thread, but it, it, there was some sort of ridiculous, um, like he's gotten like 16 saves or something like that on like back-to-back days when he's pitched. Mm-hmm. And Ryan Presley is not in that, in that echelon. No, Ryan Presley Interesting, is but that terrible. makes sense. It totally yeah, makes Ryan sense. Ryan Presley is terrible when he has to pitch back-to-back days. I'm like, that does not fill me with, with confidence, y'all. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so Ryan Presley comes in, um, gets a ground out, then Matt Olson singles, and then and then Travis Darno triples. And I don't. Understand... Catcher, how does a catcher triple? How does a catcher triple? Like I was very I, interested in that, but I don't know. Kyle Tucker, sir, we we are Kyle Tucker stands. Obviously, we love we of love course Kyle we love Kyle Tucker. Did you? I really, I need to see this. Did he think that it was a ground rule double? And that's why he thought maybe the ball was out of play. And that's why he didn't, like, that is the only thing that my brain can think of, of why he did not hustle to get that Yeah, you, you definitely got to think that because the man has played like gold glove level defense all year. So when you see him do something like that, you're like, hey, <laughs> it doesn't make so, any sense. So there's got to be something, totally something. Yeah. So I really, I'm going to research that afterwards and we're and next week's episode we'll we'll figure that out but uh, yeah so so travis darno triples matt olson scores and now the score is five to three and then the ground out happens with von grissom and can we just talk about these baby braves um coming up and just absolutely shoving von grissom and michael harris um the second and freaking spencer strider and just hi you're you're like 21 sir what what is happening right now you know so Vaughn Grissom has just been a thorn in our side this entire series. So he grounds out, and then obviously Travis Dorner scores, and now it's five to four. And I'm just willing and hoping that we are not going into extra innings again. No. So Michael Harris the second comes out again, and I'm like, oh my gosh, please, 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 do not hit the ball. Please 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 do not hit the ball. And thankfully, he strikes out. But that was just way closer than it needed to be, okay? It's just way closer. I'm like, oh, my gosh, what is happening? Why? Yeah, but, but you know, but we they, get, we they get one when, you know, the Braves are hot, tough park to play in. Um, but definitely um, an interesting series, especially with injury skills. All of the injuries. Oh, bless it. All yeah. of the injuries. So- that second, that second game when um, Vaughn Grissom fouled that ball off of his foot or mm-hmm. leg, knee, whatever it was, and then apparently just Jordan Alvarez just sprints into the dugout 
and obviously we you know we didn't see it on the broadcast but i'm i'm updating the twitter and all of the on all of twitter has gone nuts astro's now. twitter is freaking out i'm at work so i yeah i literally worked on saturday from like 10 o'clock in the morning to like midnight um my, my family owns a, a racetrack and uh, i went to help but i i, I had the, the time to pull my phone up and they're like Oh God, you're done. Oh God, you're done. What's going on? And so then I'm freaking out. I'm like, no, I, I have never hoped for a stomach bug so much in so my much. life. Like so much. I literally, I, I was hoping that maybe he just had like explosive diarrhea or something. And that is why <laughs> yes. he ran off the field. I, well, I have never prayed for explosive diarrhea so much in my entire life. Yeah, then I'm you like, see that. And so I, I look again and they're like, ER. And I'm like, oh God, what? Like, you're thinking these horrible things, but comes yeah. back game three. So Mauricio Dubon comes in for Jordan, who at this point, we don't know what, you know, what was going on. And then an inning later for Mauricio Dubon, Almost makes a fantastic catch into the uh, chain link fence. And the way he came down, oh my god. I thought that he had broken his collarbone or he had broken his elbow. He had dislocated his shoulder. Something. Because he, the fact that he could not put any sort of pressure on his arm. Like when he tried to bend down and like, you know how they put Mm -hmm. their hands like on their knees. The fact that he could not do that at all just i was like oh my gosh oh my gosh but then the then you know the trainer came out and he talked his way into staying and then you know a fly ball later he comes out and you could just tell that he was in so much pain which i i like mauricio Dubon because he makes like hustle plays like he's a hustler like no matter where he's at um you know he made he made a phenomenal catch a couple weeks ago in center field lays completely out at minute made um and so, yeah, you're totally nervous when he hits like that because it's like, dang, like. Well, and I mean, he he is our he is our utility man now. Now that Aledmus Diaz is hurt with a groin injury, you know. Yeah, and he's going to be out for a while, which which obviously hurts because the man has been phenomenal, phenomenal on fire. Like he's hit, he's hitting those, the ball well. Those soft tissue injuries always make me nervous because they're soft tissue injuries. So you don't ever really know if they're ever really gone because mm-hmm. it's like know, Altuve's and- hamstring injury. Like you know, it just kept getting extended, extended, extended. Mm-hmm. And like groin is kind of along the same thing as an athlete. Like you never know when it's going to heal up. Everybody yeah, well, has different timelines. And as you know, a lead miss is not a spring chicken, unfortunately. And so at this point, you got Jordan at the ER. Mauricio Dubon is out. Aledmus Diaz is out. And so now where where's our where's our utility man? We don't have one. So apparently we pull up David Hensley, who all I know of David Hensley is that he apparently is a super utility like Aledmus, and he's six seven. So like, apparently he's a very tall, rangy son of a gun. I need to see this guy. So I haven't made it out to Sugarland this year. And I really, I hadn't even heard of David Hensley until you were like, hey, we pulled up David Hensley. So obviously I had to do like some on the spot research because I knew this was going to come up on the pod. And I was like, holy shit, I got to figure something out. But I mean, statistically, hitting wise, for sure, he looks great. He hit 298 with Sugarland, 10 bombs, 30 doubles, which... I mean, he's, I guess he's spraying the ball all around the field. So, I mean, I, I guess we'll see how he does. But a 6'7 super utility, that's scary in its own sense, yeah. just hearing those words. So, uh, yeah, apparently he can he can play all of the positions. I don't, I don't even know. I'm like, oh, okay. So, because we pulled him up, I guess we optioned J.J. Matajevic back down or he's on the taxi squad or something like that, but... JJ Banajevic is is not is no longer on the active roster, I guess. David Hensley now is. And I want to say that I saw on Julia Morales' Twitter or something, the first game, um, David Hensley's parents came and got to the park like middle of the game or something and had to buy had to buy tickets. So they bought tickets and, you know, saw him, I, I guess, in the dugout, but then today they have 
um, seats next to the dugout, <laughs> and, you know, got to go and take pictures with him on the field and all that fun stuff. But um, unfortunately, the game was too close that you know he couldn't get into the game. But so I know, lost, I know we don't know much about David Hensley, but I have to know uh, you are the the Instagram follower of all Astros. Have you had the opportunity to add David Hensley and see what he does? <laughs> No, I think I actually did follow him, um, but I got I got sidetracked with Trey Mancini's fiance, ah. who, just, who just went on her uh, bachelor at trip or whatever. Gosh, and, and so I got I got lost in um, in Sarah's Instagram. And so I I guess we're doing this. We're doing like the roster, and then we're doing we got to go through the trades at the trade deadline. So have we done Christian Vasquez yet? <laughs> We've not done Christian Vasquez yet. I guess that's not. next. And then I guess David Hensley is going to have to be third in the queue for the Instagram. I'm, I'm, I will have to add all of them. I mean, I did add all of them, but Christian Vasquez is, has not been as active on his Instagram as I guess one would like. So, but he's, he, it's his birthday today. So happy 32nd birthday, Christian Vasquez. Cheers. As we record, this is uh, on Sunday, the 21st. Um, but our last, our yeah, last, so. our last, uh, um, I guess, kind of sad news injury. I kind of wanted to make sure that we hit on was Drew Gilbert. So you know, Drew Drew Gilbert was our our top pick in the draft this year. Um, he started off in rookie ball, uh, absolutely raking. Got pulled up almost immediately. I mean, within his stint before he got hurt, he had stolen like three bases, hit a bomb. I mean, playing great baseball and then uh, runs into the wall, gets carted off the field. Like the picture, it looks terrible. Like he's he's on like the stabilizer board and they're carrying him off. Um, but Drew Gilbert will be out for the rest of the year with a dislocated shoulder, elbow. I can't remember exactly what it said. Um, but it does say that he will be back this next year because there's really not much left in a minor league baseball, not a ton left. I mean, it's like one month or something like that. But um, definitely thoughts for – for Drew Gilbert and his rehab return because um, he was, he was doing some pretty exciting things right off the jump. Yeah. Um, I, I felt so, so bad when I saw that news on Twitter and uh, was, was a little surprised. I, I don't know why I was surprised because from everything that I had seen from the college world series and whatnot, um, I should have known that he played with that fire and that, that passion. And that, I, you know, like, so gonna go out for, for all of the balls. I, when they drafted Drew Gilbert, I was like, Oh God, not this guy. I totally hated the guy really? during the college world series. I mean, well, and I mean, I knew he was a great baseball player, but some of the uh -huh. stuff that he was doing, I was like, I literally just want to punch you in the face. So you need to be punched in the face. Right. So and then so I'm watching the draft and I see who we draft and I'm like, okay, okay, I'll just have to be okay with it. So I I I, I hopped on the Drew Gilbert uh, train since he's an Astro. So now I'm experiencing Drew Gilbert heartbreak instead of want to punch Drew Gilbert in the face. <laughs> that is so that's so funny. Oh my goodness. Well. Um, can we just talk about a, a former Astro who I kind of wish that the Astros would maybe bring back in um, Brett Phillips, who, who has been DFA'd by the Orioles? I am. I love this guy. Somebody pick this man up and make baseball fun again because please, you please. can't you can't hate the guy and you want the guy. To, I mean, like, he's is he a superstar? Absolutely not. Is he a superstar guy? Yes. One thousand yes. percent. And the fact that the Rays, I felt so bad that the Rays got got rid of him for for Jose Siri. Really? No, I know. And then he went to the Orioles, and I'm like, he's totally gonna get some PT here, get a little playing time with the Orioles, right? and then no. they DFA him. No. And I was, I was so sad. I mean, they brought, he, up, they brought up one of their one of their um, AAA guys, Kyle Stowers, Stowers or whatnot, and I guess he's been raking, but. Uh, I would, I would not, I would not be mad. I would not be mad if if the Astros picked up Brett Phillips. I mean, he is a phenomenal guy. He's fun to watch. Every time he succeeds, it's always it's like miracle moments. And so, 
<sighs> we love you, Brett Phillips. We love you. I know. If 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 for some odd reason you you see this podcast, just know that we are Brett Phillips stands. Okay, Brett Phillips uh, stands. Baseball is fun. We love it. We love it. Um, but let's uh let's get into our last segment, shall we? Let's get into our last segment, which I saved for you know because we like to save the best for last, and the best for last is our wonderful talking dirty to me segment there was some great great talking dirty content these past couple of weeks couple of weeks and i cannot imagine to go over i cannot imagine what you were brought to bring to the table because i was totally anytime i saw something i was totally sending it to you and you were like i already saw it i'm like dang i thought i'm bringing something great (laughs) no so let's let's explain the talking dirty segment so before I was a baseball slash sports fan, my husband would make me watch all of the games and I wouldn't understand anything that was going on, right? But because I have the mentality of a 12-year-old boy, when the announcers would make the commentaries that they would, I would just giggle like a 12-year-old boy because it was hysterical. And my husband would always just look at me and I was like, what, what is the matter with you? What is wrong with you? I'm like, how is that not funny to you? Really? Like, how is that not funny? And he's like, I can't with you. So that that is what this segment is about. Things that should not be funny that are because I have a 12-year-old boy mentality. <laughs> and um, and you might be wondering, Susie, what what is going on here? And let me just tell you some of the phrases that one hears on a sports broadcast that you just kind of look side-eyed at them because surely they know what they're saying. They've got to, right? They've got to. But one of the first statements that I had heard when they were talking about this was he put some good wood on that ball. (laughs) And again, I just, I giggle because how do you not giggle at that? But then they had the awesome series on the guy who rubs the mud and how they prepare the baseballs for all of the games and tell me I can't. how you prepare your balls can you can you so I, I know you have other statements to talk about but like can you imagine somebody ask you what's your career and you're like I rub balls for a living Dirty. I can't. I can't. Dirty I don't. <laughs> so, so you rub your you rub your balls for how long? And now, now, thankfully, she said on the broadcast. So you rub the balls for how long? But I had to inject the your in there because it just makes it that much funnier. So you rub your <laughs> balls for how long? Stop it! Stop it right now! <laughs> uh, I can't. I can't. Um, other notable phrases that that i've that i've heard over the couple of weeks are they gonna pound him in hard stop it stop it right now and this one i this one i almost missed because i was scrolling twitter and in reading all of the other commentary and mike goes did you hear that hear what he's like rewind it right now well okay can you put into words what an extra six inches could do side to side I'm trying to I really died. I, I died. I died. I'm like, I stop it. Stop. I, I was like, okay, we got to put that one in there. And the la- the we're going to talk about one more, and then we're going to talk about one that is not even in in this realm. That is this one. Uh, yeah, there's yeah. no way that I can I cannot take that one. It wears the crown one. for sure. Yes. So uh, the last phrase we're going to. talk he was backdooring a lot of guys tonight. <laughs> so all of those, all of those, because I have a 12-year-old boy mentality, were hysterical to me. But then on a broadcast, on an actual broadcast, that you, there's no way in hell that you cannot take this the way that he meant it. John Smoltz was talking about Matt Carpenter and how Matt Carpenter does not wear batting gloves. And instead, he totally, of, he, he totally didn't know what this meant. There's no way. Before he said, "There's no he, way." He totally did because he paused and he he tried to like gloss over it because there. <laughs> so 
in talking about how Matt Carpenter does not wear batting gloves, he literally said on the broadcast that he was just raw dogging it by not wearing batting gloves. And I, I was like, stop it. I tweeted out. I was like, did I just hear that correctly? And because it, it was on one of the broadcasts that I could not rewind. It's like, did I hear that correctly? Did he just say what I thought? Think he just said? He and totally said yes. And he and he had the he had the clip of it. And I so when they when John Smoltz was doing the the Braves Astros game last night, I died and I was like, Do you think he's gonna say it, Mike? Do you think he's gonna say it about Kyle Tucker and how about how Kyle Tucker is not wearing batting gloves? I died. I was like, surely, surely he knows. That's a tough one. And he, you could tell that he was like, oh, that's not what that I shouldn't have said that. Like he just tried to gloss right on <laughs> over that. But the fact that he said that Matt Carpenter was raw donking it whilst not wearing batting gloves, just I died. You know, I sports, legitimately died. Sports is for all all fans. You know, you can always find something fun to watch a game. Uh, I too have the personality of a. Uh, of a teenage boy so when we were talking about making this podcast we knew we wanted to do this segment and i was like absolutely uh great week can't wait for more next one thousand percent so fingers crossed shelby that i don't um f this podcast up because this is our second podcast for the one millionth time that we have tried to record this and unfortunately i suck at all things technical this is this is episode two B. This is two B. <laughs> episode two B. But uh, yeah, so uh, let's start wrapping it up a little bit. We are hosting the Twins at home. Carlos Correa. We see the man. Back. Do you think we... Carlos Correa misses the misses the Astros? Shelby has to. Has okay. to. Oh yeah. I mean, I, I I'm not I'm not a. I'm not over it. I'm not over the leave. Um, I also remember how just absolutely shocked I was when I saw that he was going to the Twins of all places. Um, will there be a tribute video, though? Will there I think be there will be a tribute video. But I want his infamous quote to be in it. And if his infamous quote is not in it, it's a waste of a tribute video. Agreed. I feel like the Apollo HOU boys need needs to do a tribute video with that. Yes. Or maybe Adam Clanton. Adam Clanton does. We need it. We need it now. Adam, we- if you're listening. <laughs> but oh, listen, you're listening, twins. Adam. It's uh it's gonna be exciting. I, I think we've been um I think there's a lot of fans that are prepared for this homecoming and I, I think there's gonna be um you know, some split cheering going on because you know, we the city of Houston loves Carlos Correa. Um, it's going to be exciting. It's exciting. It is exciting. Uh, so we have the off day tomorrow. Thank Jesus, because we've played 32 games in 32 days. And Lord knows our bullpen needs it. So we've got the off day tomorrow. And then we are hosting the Twins for three and then the Orioles for three. So Trey Mancini gets to see all of his um, former teammates. And we get to see Adley Rutschman. I love who Adley. Is just absolutely on fire. Love Adley love Rutschman. Adley. He's on my fantasy league. So you have to love hopefully, Adley. I do have to love Adley because he is on my fantasy league, but I love him regardless of that. And I'm just, I love that he goes and hugs his pitchers every time after every game. He goes, he loves like, it after the game and he runs and he hugs his pitchers. All the love. And there's huge smiles, and he looks at them in, like, a way that, you know, he just loves it. He He's so happy. Like, you know, you know that he loves the game and that he appreciates the game. So, uh, with that, we're going to wrap it up. So, we will hopefully, fingers crossed, this podcast will be out very shortly. So, we want to uh, thanks, thank everybody for listening. Um, follow us on all of the socials and by all of the socials, I really just mean Twitter because that's the only thing that we are on. Um, and that is bourbon in baseball. So bourbon and then the letter N baseball. Oh, no, I'm lying. 
bourbon in b-ball i am dumb and i don't even know my own name on twitter sorry y'all i will actually link it so that you don't have to listen to my ridiculous voice messing this up <laughs> um so that is shelby over there you can also find shelby on twitter and i will put all of those links in the um bio or wherever the info place that we put the information um, don't forget to subscribe, like, and share if you found us at all funny slash informational slash uh, different point of view, just because we are a um, all female, I say all female as if there's more than two of us, but um, we are a different point of view podcast. And so we will catch y'all next week, hopefully. Don't forget to like, subscribe, share. And if you like us, rate us. Bye stars, please. And thank you. We'll see y'all next week. Bye guys. Bye guys.